You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Happy Friday. Jake Martin from the Washington Citizen, once again, in the house and ready to roll on this Friday morning. Ready to roll, excited. Um, yesterday was a great day, Aaron. Just the XFL madness. I got caught up in it. <laughs> I enjoyed the, the, well, even though we got nothing out of the little press conference or, or deal. I it was a little different from the uh, first announcement that the XFL was coming. A little, a little different. A little was a little down. over the top. This one was very subdued. Yeah. Subdued is the perfect word for it. But uh, I still enjoy the fact that uh, he's going to make another run at the XFL. It, it, even if it ends miserably, if it fails drastically, that's fine with me. I'm, j- I'm here for the show. Because it's his money. It's his yeah, hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's his money. Dollars. I'm not losing any money over it. Yeah. And I'm here for the for the entertainment value of it. And I think it's going to provide plenty of that. All right. So we see where Jake wants to uh, kick off this show with our uh, headlines. Hit us up on the Stuart Shelby State from hotline slash text line. 888-993-7762. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. Uh, this version of the XFL, at least is the, this is what uh, Vince McMahon is saying, will feature uh, eight teams to start, 40-man rosters, 10-game season beginning in January, uh, two-hour game time limit. Any player with a criminal record is precluded from playing. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, and then he's going to own... All the franchises, is that correct? There won't be individual owners? That's the way it sounded. But I don't think that – I think they're still trying to to figure everything out. That's what I got from just And they don't have this. a TV partner yet. Either. They don't have a TV partner. They don't know where the teams are going to be, what cities. So it's – They got two, two years to figure it out. Yes. And I think um, this whole deal is, you know, if you, if you watch that, that – ESPN documentary, the 30 for 30 on the XFL, they rushed the product onto the field. I think that's what they're trying not to do this year. So they're trying to take their time and actually get some uh, some exciting talent. That's what my my biggest question is, and, and it wasn't asked, and I can't wait to, to figure this out. Are, are they going to try to take kids out of high school? Does the NCAA even allow that? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, are they are they going to try to take kids earlier? Uh, not saying you want a bunch of you know kids fresh out of high school filling up your league, but how are they going to you know compete with the NFL when it comes to elite talent? And that's what I think that's why they only have eight teams too, is because they want elite talent on these teams. Mm. The quality of football—that's that's something they keep talking about. Yeah, and he kept saying this will not be a feeder league for the NFL. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, you're talking about the cream of the crop in the NFL. It's just. It's really difficult to compete against. Uh, I like the part about not taking any players with a criminal record. That'd be like if you're at a JUCO school and saying we're not going to take any uh, kid that's got a questionable <laughs> character or any uh, sort of problems I, with a running of the law. I thought you were going to say uh, grades too. Yeah, as like yeah. a JUCO, yeah. we want straight A students here. Yeah, yeah, that's good quite luck. a base, a pool of players that he's going to have to pick from. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that indeed. Uh, we need your help, though. We may do this later in the show, kind of have a little bit of a draft. Uh, if Jake and I went back and forth, who would be our number one pick if we had all the players to pick from or who would be uh, eligible or would want to actually come and play in the XFL? So 
Give us a name or two of a player or two that you think would fit in and could be the poster boy of the new XFL. Man, you know who my number one pick would be. You know who my number one pick would be. All right. Uh, Where are you going? I I was going to try to tease it. You want me to just give it away? Go ahead, tease, yes. Tease or give it away? No, you tease it. Texas A&M. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What a tease there. Oh, dude, come on. It's got to be Johnny Menzel. Comeback season time. Uh, uh, Terry says, don't stereotype junior college kids. I apologize. Come on. Come on, Aaron. But – you like to stereotype things, by the way. Hey, we just you had John, we just had John Carr on the show earlier this week, and we talked about the Mississippi uh, JUCO leagues and about the players. That Great leagues, yes. Great yes. players, incredible. But how many of those kids struggle with grades? That's yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying. Or have questionable pass. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. Anyway, eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. A player or two that you would actually tune in to watch in this league. Oh, I would so tune in to watch Johnny football. Yeah. I would so tune in. Uh, not Sports Center. One of my favorite follows on Twitter came up with uh, rules for the XFL. Oh, here we go. Uh, a catch is a catch. <laughs> <laughs> you That's only, a start. You only enter concussion protocol if you've been decapitated. Okay. Uh, no penalties. Not Line possible. side hits are worth points. And then fines for anyone who doesn't celebrate or grab their <clears throat> after a play. I like it. That's exactly what uh, Vincent Man's not going for. That, that might have been what the old uh, XFL would have And no cameras in the, the cheerleaders' locker rooms. Yeah. And, and like encouraging that. the dating between the cheerleaders and the players. <laughs> Man, that was wild. The bottom line is, does anybody out there actually think this is going to work? Not a, I don't think anybody actually believes this will work. If you do, please text him. We want to hear from you. So he's just burning money? My only thing with Vince is he's he's been so successful. I know he's felt it this once. For him to come back and revisit it again, A, I think it's an ego thing because he's he's not felt it a lot when it comes to business. But B, I'll, he's, he's smart enough to, to know, like he's already felt it at once. Surely he's learned something or he sees something. And Vince is just such a great businessman that that aspect of it has me questioning whether or not he can profit a little money from mm. it and just make it quote unquote successful. Maybe not compete to the level, you know, of, of the NFL, but make it quote unquote successful. Therefore, he can kind of take that that swing and a miss off his resume. I'm a little torn. First of all, I love football. Want more football. Certainly would like to see it at a time when we do not have football. That yes, I but agree. with in today's climate and the way things continue to change, CTEs and the brain studies and the way the game <laughs> appears to be moving, and also you look at the NFL ratings, how they can continue to go down. They still, you compare it to the other TV shows, they're doing well, but the ratings are going down. And maybe he sees that and he sees some different ways that he can tweak it and perhaps bring viewers back. But the two-hour thing is what gets me. How is he going to make it two hours? I I think that's kind of what he's banking on is if I can make it a shorter game, people will be more willing to tune in. Sherman says, good point here. He wants the 20% that the NFL lost. Yeah. So, anyway, I I feel you on those um, concerns. But for me, I think there there's a way. Like, by the time the summer gets here, we're all thirsting for football. I mean, we're thirsting for football. Not saying 
you know, if you put a product like the XFL out there, not saying I'm going to watch it every week, but you know, in the summertime, yeah, but there are going to be some times where it's so dead. I'll be like, yeah, let's. let's didn't I just read though? They wanted to start in uh, January. I, I'm assuming it would. Care, well, I guess yeah. it wouldn't fall. Yeah, I, I would. I would target the summer. I really would. All right. Larry in Monroe says, I like Vince McMahon, but the XFL, no. They should have brought back the World League, not NFL Europe, but original World League with American teams. They should have tried to buy an NFL team again. Stick with wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I also think uh, I read somewhere where Raw and SmackDown's TV deals end in 2019. And it seems like he might try a little bundle TV package deal with the XFL, which is so Vince McMahon. Well, so Vince McMahon, uh, every uh, radio show in the country, including ours, just spent about seven, eight minutes leading off the show talking about it. So there you go. Yeah, successful already. Uh, other headlines on this Friday morning. What you got? We got some All-Stars. That Did you not know about this, Aaron? They named the All-Stars for the NBA. They picked them. They didn't show that they picked them, but mm. they, they picked them, and Therefore, you don't know who was picked last. I got. I just want to bring this up. I'll, I'll read the all-star names in, in just a minute for, for LeBron and Steph Curry for the teams. But it was a mistake to not put this on TV. This would have got uh, some great ratings because I know for me, for us millennials, what you love to, to uh, point out. Can't hurt your guys' feelings. You're very thin-skinned. <sighs> That's not where I was going with this. But for, for us – we love um, we love playing Madden and NBA 2K, and one of the reasons why we like that is because we love the process of like drafting players. Mm. That is fun. That is fun to sit there, and, and that goes back to the root of when you start playing. You're just standing out there, and you're picking sides, yes. and you get a first pick, second pick, and then the poor Jake Martin is sitting by the bench, <laughs> by the sidelines. Like, I was captain. All right, I'll take Jake over there. I was captain, brother. Yeah. Uh, so. That in and of itself would have been entertaining to watch, and you know you could have found ways to to make it fun. You know, like whoever gets picked last has to do something all week. And I understand they're trying not to hurt somebody's feelings, but these guys are millionaires, man. Come on, let's not sit here and worry about their feelings. So I, I think that would have been a great move by the NBA, and it sounded like LeBron wanted. It to be on TV. He, he he tweeted something after the fact saying, "Yo, Steph Curry, that was fun." Well, that's easy for him to say after the fact. I get it, but um, yeah. I think it was I agree good. with John Tabor. Says, "Yeah, put it on TV." Then of course you get to see uh, them cringing, and of course uh, perhaps some of the uh, ill will that it may create down the road. Can you imagine seeing LeBron pick Kyrie though? That would have uh, been fun to see. Uh, Let's go there. I'll name the teams real quick. Team LeBron has. LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, that's fun, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Victor Oladipo, Christos Porzingis, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook. Mm. And Westbrook's name appears last, and supposedly then he thought that he was one of the last players, <laughs> if not the last player picked. Yeah, so apparently in the locker room after the game last night, uh, they were asking uh, Russell Westbrook about being on LeBron's team. He said, yeah, he says, quote, unquote, but I see I was the last pick on the list. I was just trying to figure out how. And then uh, he was informed that it was just in alphabetical order. And uh, and then uh, Westbrook got yelled back by Carmelo Anthony. He said, see, I told you, man, alphabetical order. Of course I was first. <laughs> of course. What are you talking about? And then um, 
Paul George Thompson says it was just alphabet alphabetical. LeBron loves Russ, so I doubt he'd pick Russ last. So already, without it even being on television, you're already seeing a little bit of the drama. But this this way, it's way more playful. Mm. But who cares? Yeah, well, I was going to tell you, I could care less about these rosters of the NBA All Star Game. Yeah, I, I get it. But w- would you have liked to have watched them pick rosters? Yeah, it would have been, been fun. Yeah, it would have been halfway intriguing. Would have drew some ratings. Uh, Larry does say, uh, does this mean we may finally see coaches like Les Miles back in coaching or Jim McElwain back? Oh, there man. You go. There, yeah. I like your line of thinking. I do, too. Sign me up for that. Uh, other headlines. Uh, last night we did have some uh, college hoops. Troy came in, a Trojans team that won the Sun Belt Conference last year, postseason play, and went to the big dance. They struggled a little bit this year at uh, 9 and 11 coming in. Uh, three and four in conference play. Scoring off against the ULM squad, the Warhawks in desperate need of a win after dropping four straight. Troy just comes out of the blocks on fire. They build a uh, 14 and then a 15-point lead. Uh, there may be a, been a fan or two that left Van Ewing at halftime. If they did, they missed one heck of a second half by ULM. Warhawks go on to win 76-71. to Here's just a little sampling from uh, Nick White, the voice of the Warhawks, as they put together a uh, 14-0 run early in the second half to get back in the ballgame. Miller, Miller pushing the tempo, goes down low, but it's stolen away by McDaniel. He'll get it up to Ertl, on the break, Ertl to the bucket, and he'll lay it in with the right hand. Ertl, the freshman, uh, an outstanding game, a career-high 22 points. A lot of guys stood up in this performance, uh, three players in double figures. Sam McDaniel doing a lot of different things for this team. He had 18. Marvin Jean-Pierre with uh, 16 rebounds. Jake, the turning point in this game, and you don't see it very often, they were getting beat inside. So what does Keith Richard decide to do? Go with even a smaller lineup and then double down in the post, and it worked to perfection the second half. Uh, Troy was fun to watch. I mean, they could shoot lights out. Uh, Wesley Pearson, the all-time leading scorer in Troy history, he did have 22, but ultimately ULM holds on for a victory. That losing streak comes to an end, and now they are 8-11 and 11 overall and 2-6 and six in conference play. Here's a little bit from uh, Keith Richard following the five-point win. A tremendous win for our team. Uh, those players in that locker room needed it uh, way more than I did. And I did. Uh, really happy for them. Played a tremendous second half. What was the difference between the first half and the second half for you? Well, we were getting killed in the post. Uh, they were really, you know, Bernardo and Hicks, they're four and five, really working on us on there. So we decided to go small, basically play five guards and double the post and take our chances that way. And it, it really turned the game for us. It also opened up the floor on the offensive end for us. We ran a lot of motion, no posting up. It became a guard-oriented game for us. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. This particular half, it worked real well. How do you carry the momentum of this win in now into Saturday at home? Well, we, you know, we talked about five out of seven at home. We had an opportunity. We talked about swagger. I think I talked about that with you. Uh, confidence. All those things can come from a, a good win like this, and uh, you know, hopefully we can carry, carry it forward to Saturday. ULM uh, outscored Troy 52-33 to 33 in the second half. A reported crowd of 1,651 in the house. Shot 50% in the second half, too. Yeah. 41% for three-point land. So, And they also got to the free throw line 20 times in the second half compared to, I believe, just six in the first half. It was an entertaining game. And this isn't slanted towards you, Jake. 
that may be slanted towards others like you. Uh, you should give college basketball locally a try. I think you'll be thoroughly entertained or mildly surprised. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think, well, why don't you go taste and try a little college hoops in the area? I, I will go. I will go. Set me up. All Set right. me up. When's, when's the next home game? A Saturday. Okay, I'm not here Saturday. <laughs> Uh, next Saturday, uh, the Cajuns come to town. Oh, that might that, be a bad one to go to. Uh, no, that would be an opportunity to protect. Well, you, I mean, the Cajuns are on fire, right? Yes, now. that's what I'm saying. All right. 888-993-7762. It kind of tips off a big weekend, rivalry week. Phil A. Texers, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky in town. Uh, Tech also squaring off against uh, Southern Miss on Friday. Tonight, you had the Lady Texers squaring off against Old Dominion. Other headlines, Jake. Other headlines, uh, Jamar Chase is named his final two. Outstanding wide receiver from? Rumble. He has named LSU and Auburn in his final two. Pretty confident he's going to go to LSU. Um, Patrick Sertan, the five-star cornerback, uh, he's, you know, Alabama has closed the gap on LSU. So it makes it even more important for LSU to, to get uh, Chase just for that name value. Uh, you know, so many people are worried about top ten classes. Um, Chase is, is a name that could help vault you in there, especially if you swing and miss on Sertan. Uh, and along those lines, uh, Danny Don, my buddy, Scott Long, he, he ranks the 2019 – he does the Louisiana prospects every year, and he's unveiling his 2019 prospects. Well, I uh, he, he made a little bit of a misstep, I think. I let him know. I texted him this morning. Had Dalvin Hutchinson at 51 on the list. I told him – that he will definitely climb the list uh, once the season gets here. But um, Dalvin Hutchinson, and I, and I got to tell you, like he gets a lot of his info from, from coaches down south and people down south, and that just kind of reflects on what we always talk about, how they love to overlook uh, North Louisiana. But, you know, anybody who's seen him play, saw him play last year, you know he's definitely one of the best uh, defensive tackles in the state. Uh, Tiger Woods back on the course at the uh, Farmers Insurance Open, a tournament that he's won seven times, trying to make that comeback, even par through uh, the first round. Hasn't played a full schedule since 2015. Baby steps for Tiger Woods, but I will be watching. Yeah. Quint says get Jake to the tack and meet the library guys in Section 106. Uh -huh. I haven't met those guys, but I have seen them. Yeah. I've, I've been to a few games locally, even though Aaron acts like I haven't. Yeah. Uh, other headlines on this Friday morning? Other LHSA, uh, always something new. Yeah, of course, uh, they continue to have their uh, meetings, and today around 9 o'clock, the vote, votes will start for several different pro proposals. If you're anticipating or expecting something big to happen this week, you're probably going to miss the vote. <laughs> I do like that they have brought up the best of three, and we kind of saw this coming with, with 5A baseball after – what happened with Acadiana last year, uh, getting beat in the first round? We saw it happen with West Monroe two years ago. Um, I just think, you know, this is something that is long overdue. I don't know if it'll if it'll pass because it seems what I read was it sounded like um, it would be effective immediately, and I don't know how they would force that to happen with the schedules already in place. But sooner rather than later, this needs to change to best of three because you can't have you know, your best teams losing in the first round, going up against one stellar pitcher. So, 
Uh, we'll have some. Uh, we'll have actually a report coming up from Baton Rouge here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, ben Carlisle, buddy from Bleed Tech Blue, did uh, just tweet in say or text in says can mention that Tech picked up a commitment last night from West Feliciana athlete Derek Turner. Uh, he'll play strong safety. Chose Tech over TCU, Auburn, and Missouri. Of course, his high school teammate is Maven Smoke mm-hmm. Harris. Big. We saw plenty of him, and of course uh, Turner against uh, Richwood. Uh, Davin Smoka Harris is also still committed with uh, Louisiana Tech. He was WAFB's uh, Player of the Week. He won the Work Done Award uh, just last week. So landing both of those would be pretty big for this recruiting class for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and, and Smoke is the bigger name, especially after what he did against Richwood in that state championship game. But I remember heading into that game, the, the Richwood coaches talked about Derek Turner a lot. They were concerned about going up against him. A few of the headlines, if we missed one or two, hit us up at 888-993-7762. It's all part of the little starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. We've got a huge budget here on the uh, morning drive, so we have an uh, all-expense-paid trip for uh, Tommy Tharp to go down to the uh, oh. LHSA convention. He will file a report coming up at 7.30, but it will be slanted a bit. <laughs> you don't say. Hey, coming up at 8 o'clock, we continue to catch up with uh, you know, former players or former coaches or guys that were just friends with Doug Peterson and his rise through the NFL ranks. We look forward to catching up with uh, ULM Hall of Famer Tag Rome at 8 o'clock. We'll talk a little high school hoops at 8.30. Damon West from Rabel will join us. Hornets with a huge showdown tomorrow night, 5 o'clock, down in Scotlandville as they score off against Riverside, the ninth-ranked team in the country. Ravel, unbeaten on the year. Oh, I'd pay to see this one. I don't say that often. Somebody needs to stream it. Come on. we got to see this. Joey Trappe joins us for uh, his weekly visit at 845. Of course, your calls, your texts, 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Broken windows are bad enough. A car that's baking inside from the summer sun is even worse. Magic Glass and Tent can handle both these problems. From one-day service on replacing your windshield, to repairing power windows, to professional window tinting for your car, home, or business, Magic Glass does it all. They also carry a full line of accessories for your car or truck. Magic Glass and Tent, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. Give them a call at 330-9988. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. 
Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Talking about Jake trying to get him out to a uh, Louisiana Tech ULM or Grambling College game, and I said he needs to give it a try. Uh, William says, this is William says, Aaron, he has to clean the ring again. Yeah, that's his uh, go-to excuse. No, I actually. I just popped that out for special occasions. Yeah, that's only for Halloween. Gotta go get the wife's ring clean. (laughs) (laughs) That's just for Halloween. Um, No, I gotta gotta go out of town. (laughs) I really do. Uh, Quint says, LHSA is just following the example set by the MLB wild card. Some would argue that single-game elimination is more exciting. The single-game elimination, just because Barb last year lost in the first round. Well, listen, my whole thing, I think West Monroe has the best argument from a couple of years ago. They swept Ruston in the regular season and then played them once in the playoff and got beat. You don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Barb was nationally ranked last year and they lose in a one-game playoff? To start the five yeah, well, A yeah, postseason, yeah, and I mean, and Acadiana, I mean, yeah, I, I, of course. But my whole deal was, I mean, yes, that's why it's 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 put into motion. But my whole deal is, it it should be put into motion. Yeah, because especially in five A, I mean, the staffs are deep enough. We're not talking about right. class B. And you get, you know, you run across a dominant pitcher. You shouldn't win just because you have one dominant yeah. pitcher. That's my whole argument. It should be a best of three. Mm. Uh, somebody, no name, Team LeBron or Team Steph. If you look at the rosters, Team LeBron is stacked, and Aaron couldn't care less. You're breaking down the all-star game rosters, yes. <laughs> Good job, LeBron. He picked a better team. Dude, he's got, like, Durant, yeah. Boogie, yeah. Anthony Davis, yeah. Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving. It's, it's unfair. Should have picked a better team of the Cavaliers then this year. Oh, yes. I like it. I like it. Uh, Bamba Jim says, Ravel in a squeaker. Yeah. We'll see. I I hope so. That'd be that'd be a heck of a of a win for your resume, beating the number nine team in the country. Uh, Quint's got a good one. Uh, Curry scored his 14,000 point last night. Will he ever join LeBron in the 30,000 club? I mean. Health. Durability. That's right. That's the whole question. It's it's impossible to to predict. But if he stays healthy, yes. The way he scores points, I would, I would, I would guess that he would. Um, Want to mention real quick. I know we're about to get to our correspondent in Bainbridge, but uh, media day baseball kicking off uh, today. Um, LSU. I don't know if we've mentioned it ever on here. Uh, Michael Gibbs has to undergo surgery. The hitting coach. So Sean Ochinko taking over there. Is that a big deal? Or no? <laughs> when you said surgery, then you said the hitting coach. I was like, well, he he should be back up and running back at practice in a week, right? Um, not necessarily. Huh. Apparently, it's going to take him away for a while. Mm. So Ochinko promoted to hitting coach. Mm. And I also wanted to ask you, uh, with with Gramlin actually started a practice uh, yesterday. Uh, Louisiana Tech will be doing different things today. If you want to go out and see uh, the new uh, Warhawks and Michael Federico, they'll be hitting the practice field today at 1.30. Yeah. And I also want to ask you, predict today, where is Zach Watson going to be in the lineup? Put him at the top of the lineup. At number one? What do you think? He's going to be the number five, three-hitter? Three-hitter, yeah. I think he'll be a three-hitter. Slaughter, what do you think Slaughter's going to do? Four. Cleanup. 
or five. Mm, I, I think I'm like, I'll go six. Anyway, that's just a few predictions from us regarding LSU baseball. I'm ready for baseball. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready for baseball until you go out there and on a night, a midweek game, and it's like uh, 45 or 40 degrees out there. Then I'm not so into it. And the soccer people are going, yeah. give us a break. Yeah, that is true. Give us a break. 888-993-7762. Continue to hit us up, and we want to hear what players you would like to see in the XFL. We'll have a mini draft coming up later in the show. The Morning Drive and the all-new Sports Talk 97.7 is back after this. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Are you the one place where you can go and know that the job will get done right? It's Rick Green's Rapid Lube and Wash. Rick Green's Rapid Lube and Wash. In Monroe, West Monroe, Ruston, and RickGreens.com. They're coming from Farmerville, Sterlington, and Arcadia. They're coming from Winsboro, Bastrop, and Jonesboro. They're coming from everywhere to Rick Breen's Rapid Lube and Wash for trusted service and care of the vehicles on the roads today. Lexus, BMW, and Ford, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, Honda, any make, any model. So when you're due for a car wash or service by certified technicians and want the job done right, remember, all roads lead to Rick Breen's. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Final day down in Baton Rouge of LHSA's annual convention. We couldn't really afford to send anybody down there, but uh, we have found a correspondent. He's a little uh, slanted. He's probably got a, a partial view, or he's not impartial. That is certainly uh, for sure. Uh, Tommy Tharp, Mayhem's Athletic Director, Head Coach, joins us from Baton Rouge. What up, bud? One hundred percent impartial. <laughs> you would be, and you probably even heard the clip. We played it yesterday. You would be our like our Rhoda Young, like at a house fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't listen to y'all shows, so no, I didn't hear. <laughs> How you doing, Tommy? Long time no talk. Yeah, it has been a long time. You guys are um, text kind of pushed over the top. Y'all are at elite status now, and you can't talk to us, only <laughs> football guys, very much anymore. All right, Tom. I think I'm going to take a million protests. Set the, the scene and the stage for us. 
Uh, at this annual convention, uh, what is it like? I mean, they're in a big convention room. I haven't had the privilege or I've decided not to torture myself and go down there for one of these things yet. Uh, <laughs> describe what it's like down there. Well, it's, I guess it's like anything that's just a little bit political. You're, you're, uh, the beginnings of it, which is, uh, well, Wednesday, the executive committee and all the big weeks come in and they talk about the agenda and how they're, uh, the order they have to present the rules uh, or possible rule changes. Because should one thing pass, it may negate potential changes uh, that have yet to be voted on. Uh, so they, they get that straight, and that could be fairly complicated. I know it takes a while. And then Thursday spent um, just kind of in a general forum for the most part, talking about all the different rule changes, what it would mean, what it wouldn't mean, uh, question and answer. Anybody that's in the room can ask questions. And, uh, the author of the uh, proposal gets to answer the questions the best of his knowledge, parliamentarians in there to talk about any anything technical about the whole deal. Uh, then you break down into classes, and in classes you elect new representatives if if their terms up for the uh, uh, for the state convention and stuff like that. And anything that has to do specifically with your class, which this year there was nothing in 2A, there literally was nothing. We just elected a new representative. Um, but a lot of times there's you know there's things that can be unique to class C that obviously aren't unique to class. 5A, and um, uh, so I'm sure 5A probably had a little debate yesterday, along with some other things in other classes, but 2A, there were no no heated debates, and it's kind of a low-key deal this year, certainly compared to the last probably five years. All right, you're off to a solid start. So we're talking about a, a big conference room, and then are the principals sitting in one area, or is everybody just kind of mixed together? Well, everybody's mixed together until this morning. Now, this morning, the principals will all show up, and they'll get their voting devices which uh, are a programmable, handheld, wireless thing that they vote with. Uh, each is programmed to allow the principals to vote only for the sports in which uh, their school you know, actually plays the game. That, that was a real change from last year. So um, that's going to be interesting to see if that works the way it's supposed to. They've had electronic issues in the past, but I think they've got that kind of lined out. And uh, they just roll the... Roll the um, Proposals up on a big board, you know, on a big uh, video screen, and uh, one last read over. There's no debate at this point. Anybody that wants to add an amendment to it can if it gets a second. Uh, that's kind of the way you kill. If you want to kill a, a rule change, somebody step up and, and add some crazy amendment to it. It doesn't happen often, but I've seen it happen before. Everything's voted on, and, and then away we go. And usually the voting takes. Uh, you know, not very long, maybe an hour to cover all proposals, and, uh, and everybody's out of here. And the executive committee and the, and the uh, Mr. Bonai and some of those cats, they stay back and finalize, buttoning up all the uh, uh, you know, literature and the, the different things that you got to do to button it up from a political standpoint to make sure that they got the right information so when they go back to uh, their headquarters, they can get this all put into the LHSA handbook. All right, before we dive into some of these proposals, is when, when you hear the talk, is it, do you feel the sense, or is the vocabulary used where it's them and us? We're still this split, and there's dialogue that like that with the pronouns. I don't hear dialogue like that. I, I, there, there's a definite difference in opinion still. There probably always will be, but that diminishes a little bit year by year. Um, this uh, Probably the, the biggest possible change, which I don't think will pass, is the uh, new way to divide the five classifications and the the select schools, from the little bit of scuttlebutt I heard yesterday, 
seem to have a problem with that, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, the non-select side being well, because simply because only a only a non-select principal can uh, ask for a rule change on non-select schools, and only select principals can ask for a rule change on select schools. And select didn't put anything together for themselves. Uh, non-select put one together to try to uh, even out the playoff scenario to where we have more of a 45-team classification in all five classes. And the non-select question yesterday was, what about us? Well, we don't know. What about y'all? You have to make up your own. That's your side of the bracket. Figure out how you want to do it. And uh, I think that, I don't know. I think they're playing the card that's really not a card that they want them. They, uh, they're acting like it's a big deal to them that, that we do this thing. Uh, I don't think the thing will pass. I think that, that uh, I honestly don't think it would pass, even if uh, only non-select schools got to vote on it because it's just a, it's one of those things that's got to stew around for a few years before everybody will kind of get on board. But I do think it's the right thing to do. I support it, but I, I just don't believe the thing will pass. And it wouldn't go into effect till 2019 also, and it just seems like it makes sense. You kind of want to level the playing field or the chances of winning a state championship if you put, what, 45 teams or 45 programs in each classification. It kind of makes sense, and it would certainly help out uh, that 1A bracket. Well, it, it does make sense. Uh, there are some things to worry about. For example, uh, when you, if you were to do this, you had 45 non-select schools in 1A. I think that's what the number is, either 45 or 46. And then you stick the select schools back in, then the 1A uh, level jumps to, for the regular season, jumps to like 70-something teams because the majority of your select schools are very small or smaller schools. That wouldn't affect you in the playoff. It would affect districting in the regular season. There's some questions like that. I just think this is one of those things that's a great idea. I can see something like this going into effect in the future. I think people need to stew on it and look at it uh, for a year or two. Uh, the only reason he, uh, only reason uh, Mr. Byler from North for Me and put it up this year is if the districting for four years passes, then, uh, and I don't think it will either, but if it were to, then a constitutional change like this couldn't take effect until the year 2022. So he's trying to go ahead and get this thing in in case we go with a longer contract period on districting. Tommy Tharp, I, know uh, it's I know it's complicated, man. Look, I'll write it down for you. Tommy Tharp, Merriam's athletic director and uh, head football coach, and our uh, LHSA con uh, convention uh, correspondent joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. All right, a, a couple other ones, and uh, this seven-on-seven -seven thing has been uh, tabled. It was basically to get rid of a seven-on-seven -seven football, correct? It's not affiliated with schools. Why, why is this such a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because in other states, it's turning into the AAU of high school football, and you're getting unsavory characters uh, affiliated with different recruiting agencies and things like that that are putting together these uh, seven-on-seven all-star teams and traveling the country and brokering their services for the highest bidder, whether it be the college in the area or whatever. And uh, parents many times get, um, you know, they kind of get brainwashed a little bit by these cats. They step in and they say they can get you get a scholarship. And, and usually if you're on these traveling seven-on-seven teams, your kid's already got a scholarship. He's got the grades. It's not... Uh, but, but people like to be, you know, stroked and told that, that things are maybe a little better, a little rosier than they are. 
it's taken over a lot of states. Uh, Louisiana's trying to be preemptive and shut it down. That has gotten pulled. It will not be voted on this time. Uh, I'm not sure of the reason for that, um, but, but it has got pulled. But I do think it's a good idea. Uh, there is a proposal in the split in uh, basketball, baseball, and softball. What have been the discussions like for that? None. <laughs> so it's not going to happen. No chance. No, it's not going to happen. Any you know any constitutional change, which is what that would be, requires a 66% vote. And since I've been down here, anything that had any kind of controversy at all, uh, including the split, only got in the in the low 60s. So there's no uh, there's no chance anything like that happens. That that uh. I don't know what the story is on that. That's just some people doing their thing. You know, some folks like to write proposals so they can get their name on the docket, I think. And um, maybe that's what that is. There's a proposal by uh, Charlene's Catholics uh, principal looks to end the select, non-select practices in baseball and softball and move it back from 12 classifications to seven and then 11 to seven in basketball. Any more discussion on that? No, I don't, you know, I've been wrong before, but, but, uh, Everything I hear, that's just, uh, you know, this is not going to happen. It's simply not going to happen. Ninety percent of your people, and even on the select side, there's a good many people on the select side that really like the format we got now. It, it gives some teams some chances uh, to compete at a higher level that, that never have had those chances before. And uh, essentially, if you all, if you look at almost all of your uh, attempts, I guess you'd say to put this thing back together. Uh, over the past couple of LHSA conventions have been by the schools that that uh, it has been a detriment to them to take it apart uh, from an aspect of they're not getting the kids they used to get. Now, that's just the way it is. Uh, that's the reason we split this thing to begin with, and, and uh, it's really not a split. We still play regular season together. If you want to go play whoever you want to play for 10 games, you can do that, and we get to the playoff scenario. Uh, they put like schools in like brackets. We already did it with enrollment. Uh, now we do it with enrollment and with how you uh, ascertain and how you keep, how, how you attain, rather, and how you keep students, uh, and actually how you not allow students to go to your school. Uh, so that's a good thing. Everything's working great on that. I don't see any changes in that. So if we're crying out loud, will any proposal pass down there today, or will there be any? Yeah, kind of yeah, there'll be some one. There'll be some some rule tweaks that'll pass. I would expect that five A baseball thing to pass. There's going to be some other things in baseball and softball that. That, that pass, but they're all going to be minor for the most part. Now, I wouldn't be 100% uh, surprised, or I, let me rephrase that, I wouldn't be surprised if the 5A thing doesn't pass, because uh, not because of the nature of baseball, which I agree with what y'all were saying earlier, the nature of baseball is such that you can run that one guy out there and beat somebody on any given day, but days in the school year, you're adding a day to the playoffs. When you play two out of three, you typically you play a doubleheader one day, then a single game that's needed the next day, uh, or, or something along those lines. And you're already pushing the end of the semester. You're getting into testing. It's, uh, if you get a few rain outs, that can take effect. So uh, if that were to pass, and it may, and I think it probably will, they're going to have to come back and maybe cut down some regular season games or something because we already overlap pretty bad now with football and basketball and baseball. People tend to forget this is not pro sports. We're in this thing for the kids, and the kids' number one thing is academics. And if you can't work in the athletics around academics, the athletics needs to be adjusted, not the academics. And uh, that's that's always key in, on some of these voting issues. 
All right, uh, LHSA reported now the net worth $2.9 million. I have no idea what this figure is. Is that good or bad compared to what it's been in the past? Do you have any idea? Well, it's good. I mean, there wasn't when, – when Bonine Touches took over, we were in the hole uh, for several reasons, uh, mostly uh, contractual obligations to past employees. Uh, and, and very slowly we've dug our way back out of it. Part of that's then because of the split system. We've had more playoff participants. We've had a chance to – the associations had a chance to make a little more money. Uh, the gloom and doom people of, of, of back yonder when they said the state legislature was going to step in and, and the Superdome wouldn't exist and the sky is falling and cats would marry dogs and taxi cabs would rain from the skies if we split. Actually, quite the opposite's happened. Uh, we've, we've financially in a much better position and things have worked out great. Um, sponsors like it and, and so do the, the venues. They're, they're making, everybody's making a little bit more money and of course, you have to have that to survive uh, from the level of, of being able to provide whatever necessities for your kids. Uh, Bonine's evaluation, I guess they pushed it to the side. Uh, his contract expires June 30th of 2019. Where does that stand now with his evaluation? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, you've got to be in that room with the executive committee people to, to, uh, to know about that. I mean, typically, uh, there's, you know, we know how it is when you get – eight or ten or twelve people on a board. There's two or three that don't like you, and there's two or three that do like you, and there's two or three that don't give a dang one way or the other. Um, I think that's kind of the situation with him. I don't, in the last few years, uh, Mr. Bodine has uh, certainly keyed it down from when he came in, and uh, things have kind of smoothed out, and I don't think people question his leadership ability. I think they question the direction of his leadership when he first got here. And, uh I, I think everything will, you know, probably come out pretty smooth on that deal. Man, you did a great job this morning, Tommy Tharp. Well, it, it pays good. It pays good. Uh, uh, the hotel you guys put me up in, it's, you know, better than most. Well, it's better than your studio. Let's just say that. Oh. Although about the same size. Ooh, did um, you have a steak last night? Uh, oh, I did. You know, some organizations – uh, are in a situation where their profitability makes it to where they can occasionally feed them. Then there's other organizations <laughs> who don't have so much profitability where they can occasionally feed them. They spend the money on themselves. They drive Mercedes. They use lots of hair product. They bask in the sun on foreign beaches. Meanwhile, the old Tomcat here is eating corn dogs and drinking sweet tea and call it even. And I understand that. That's what friendship is, I think. That's what I've always been told by several of my different wives. Uh, it doesn't ever work out in the end, though. Uh, the fact you went third person there, uh, well played. That's all I took away Third person. Yeah. I like to do that. I, I, if Cher can do it, I can do it. Thanks, bud. Uh, safe travels coming back. Oh, Thanks, oh yeah, Tommy, I mean, uh, I'm, it's my bad. You still there? Yeah, I'm the project, the field house, it's coming along smoothly, correct? Boy, boy, boy. You set me up, see, and then you almost, you almost intentionally got away with that. Yeah. Uh, it's torn down at this point. It's a slab with some red iron on it. It's kind of drafty. Uh, but it's on schedule, according to all. You know, everybody, all these construction guys tell you everything's on schedule until uh, it's obvious that two days before it's supposed to be done, the roof's still not on the place. <laughs> so we're on schedule uh, as of right now, and Things are going good. It's uh, weather slowed them down just a little, but not much. And, and we're excited. The community's excited. And uh, uh, you know, one day going to open the doors on, on what will be the first uh, 
indoor practice facility activities building in North Louisiana, and I'm sure there'll be many to follow after that. But, uh, we're going to have the original. Indoor practice facility at Mangum, right? That's correct. Now, it'll be used for all sports. It'll be uh, it'll have batting tunnels. It'll have uh, you know it'll be a turf floor. It'll be it'll be a really nice really nice deal. Wow, that'll be awesome. Thanks, bud. Appreciate I know. Sold a hey, man. Sold a lot of suckers to get that thing. A lot of cups, keychains. It's been a been a deal. Good stuff. Our correspondent Tommy Tharp. Correspondent. Just a little bit better than Rodeo Young. Yeah, yeah, a little bit better than Rodeo. No, he was Rody. good. Yeah, very well done. Yeah, good uh, stuff. Very thorough. Yeah, my my whole deal. I agree with, with a lot of what he said, but the whole outlaw and the seven on seven, I'm kind of torn on that because I get what he's saying and I get what people are afraid of. You know, with with, with these recruiting services and with people, you know, using these kids. My other the other side of it is this is also a great way for kids to be seen. By colleges and for them to, you know, gain some offers. And we've seen that in the past with the Louisiana bootleggers. You know, they, they get a lot of publicity. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of torn on that. I don't know where I stand with that. And, uh, you know, I, that's, that's one of those things that I have to ponder. And, and ponder? Sam? <laughs> Sam ponder. I have to <laughs> Sam ponder it. Yeah. 888-993-7762. Let's talk a little uh, XFL coming up after the break. You want to do our draft? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we'll do a draft, and then coming up at 8 o'clock, fired up as a ULM Hall of Famer Tag Rome joins us. We'll discuss his buddy, Doug Peterson, and the chance for Doug to bring Philadelphia a world championship. The Morning Drive is back after this. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com.
Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. A couple of texts here from one. Uh, so excited. Y'all are starting to talk about baseball. I've been waiting since the high school football season ended. Vince says, great segment with Tommy Tharp. Informative and entertaining. Good stuff. You he'll, want, he'll want to raise now, probably. Yeah. We, we'll have to put him up in a better hotel next time. All right, so the XFL is coming back, but it will be in a different version, correct? This is what your this major takeaways from uh, Vince McMahon's press conference yesterday. The PG version, the politically correct version of the XFL. Uh, the major uh, talking points of the XFL returning, you got eight teams, and from what we understand, what a $100 million investment from Vince McMahon, and uh, the locations and the sites of the squads of the franchises has not been determined yet. TBD. A lot of talk about Shreveport perhaps being one. Ugh. Is it really? <laughs> Is there really? <laughs> or maybe just Shreveport Bossier always throws their name out there to get some people excited or the, the eight people that care about sports over there. I feel like St. Louis is a no-brainer. That wasn't fair. Eight people care about sports. Eight people that would support a professional franchise in Shreveport, Bossier. Yeah. Uh, 40-man rosters, a 10-game season that would start supposedly in January. This is, wouldn't go into effect for another two years. A two-hour game time limit. And then the, the one that McMahon, and he'll have to go back on this, any player with a criminal record yeah. is not allowed from playing. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, players uh, won't be allowed to uh, have the forum to take a personal stance on social issues as they are on the playing field. Yeah. All right. So we thought it would be fun to do a little miniature XFL draft. We'll just make five picks. All right. Step into the podium, the uh, Shreveport uh, Swamp. With the first overall pick, Johnny Manziel. Give, give, me, give me Johnny. A, okay, so – First of all, gives him two years I to get wanna, back in shape. I want to, cl- yes, it does. I want to clarify, we're taking all positions, and we'll take multiple, the same one, just to, to be honest with you. But uh, this is, I want to point out, you know, players, a that they can play, that can offer uh, some sort of high level of of playing, and and two, it's got to have name value, right? They, they got to bring attention to the XFL. Johnny Manziel is that. Johnny Manziel is one of the most exciting college football players of all time. And, I, you know, his, his stint with the Browns, you saw some flashes of, of the Johnny from, from, from the Aggies. You're giving me squint eyes. That's true. And uh, he kind of got derailed because of his off-the-field issues. If he can correct his off-the-field issues, which, you know, that's the big question mark, I think Johnny could be – the face of the XFL. I understand where you're going, but if you want to hit a home run, and we're talking two years from now, so by then his baseball career and his dreams would have certainly unraveled. Uh, Tim Tebow would be your number one pick. And then yes. Thank you, Tabor. Uh, he could be <laughs> certainly the face of this league. Undoubtedly. Yes. Undoubtedly. So this is 2020, correct? My second pick, James Harrison. He's got to be out the NFL by now, right? By 2020, he's got to be out the league. And I know he just How looked, old will he be? He's up there. He's already up there. I mean, he still looks like a million bucks. And, heck, we just saw what he did to Cam Robinson. I mean, he, he's a fantastic football player still. But 2020, I don't know. I feel like he'll, he'll be searching for a new team. Maybe the XFL can make him an offer he can't refuse. Get James Harrison 
in the XFL. All right, uh, so I've got the number four pick or wherever we're at. We're uh, getting some bad suggestions. Uh, RG3, Robert Griffin, he'll still be looking for a job. Y- yes. He'll be available. RG3 is a And you want to talk about uh, high-character guys, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some I- issues with, with uh, selfishness and, and all that. Well, that won't matter in the XFL. Right, right. Yeah. You, you want to amp that up. Uh, all right, so my next pick would be – I'll take another quarterback. I'll go with Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, It'd be, he could get his weight down. He's got two years to work another on Another comeback. This is all about comeback season uh, for the XFL. And, mar- and marketing him, right? Yeah. And especially put him somewhere. Uh, maybe Mobile will have a team. Yes. Uh, Chris from Russell says Baker Mayfield. He'll be out the NFL by then just like Johnny. Wow. Big prediction from Chris. Uh, Aaron says Trent Richardson. Uh, can he find the hole? I don't think he can find the hole to, to run through. So I don't, I don't think uh, I'm going with Trent Richardson. Who's your, who's your number three pick, Aaron? Uh, let's go uh, Terrell Owens. Ooh. Yeah. How old will he be by then? He'll still be in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he's still in good shape. And then you need a mouthpiece. You need somebody to you know to work the mic. He would be the guy. So so does Ocho Cinco have a job yeah, as well? Yeah, I'd throw Chad Johnson in there also. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll go Steve Smith. Bring him into the league. Mm. You, you maybe start a couple of brawls. Mm. I know we're against the, the, the criminal criminality yeah. in this league, but uh, start a couple of brawls, get some eyes on this product. Chris has a good one here. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice? Yeah. Oh, man. Dwayne's stealing mine, and I, I was going to take him as a sleeper because I knew I could get him later in the draft. The hefty lefty, Jerry Lorenzo. Lorenzo. I figured you would go there. I've got the sleeper of all sleepers. You're, you'll, you'd never guess this one. Brock Lesnar. Huh? Brock Lesnar. He's, you know, it's a lot of people think he's going to fight in the UFC this year. Probably. But by 2020, yeah. what, what's the one thing he failed at? Football. Right, he he like Vince McMahon wants to correct that wrong. Wants to wants to avenge that failure. Get Brock Lesnar in the XFL. He almost made the Minnesota Vikings, and he never played football before. That's how great of an athlete he is. I think he can make the XFL. Back to Jared Lorenzen. We all remember uh, he hate me, uh, Lorenzen. I stole this from Twitter. It'd be he ate me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh. Uh, Jay says uh, Jameis Winston will have time to have his mental breakdown and come back. I like James, uh, Jameis Winston. Nice pick. Someone says Connor. I'm assuming Connor McGregor. Yeah. Uh, they can't afford Connor. Uh, head coach Snoop Dogg. I like that. That's a good one. Yes. Ah, what's your last pick? Your last pick was Jared Lorenzo? Yes. I'll tell you a couple of others that, that I would like to see. Whatever happened to Justin Blackman? Would love to see him back in a football uniform he was outstanding at oklahoma state he was one of the biggest busts in, in recent years um tj ward i'm assuming he gets cut cut again like to see him oh i got a kick i got a punter for you uh-huh pat mccaffrey i don't know if you if you follow him on social media or not he is hilarious on twitter uh he has his own podcast which is really good as well uh, Pat McCaffrey in the league would, 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 would be great as far as marketing goes. Keep him coming, 888-993-7762. Guys, you would like to see in the XFL in two years. Uh, Joey, fantastic. Anyone can deliver our ball. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end with that. Coming up after the break, ULM Hall of Famer Tag Rome joins us. We'll talk about his good buddy, Doug Peterson, as uh, Peterson gets ready to lead the Eagles. 
to a world championship. Good morning drive back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.